So today, we begin several Sunday readings from the Gospel of St. John, particularly from chapter 6, from which we will hear in these coming weeks what's called the Bread of Life Discourse. And this discourse is important to our Catholic faith because in it, Jesus reveals more of who he truly is, and because he lays a very important foundation to the Eucharistic celebration in which we are participating today. Now, you remember from last Sunday's Gospel, from Mark, we learned that Jesus had pity on those who were following him because he saw them as sheep without a shepherd. Today's reading continues the story. We just heard how, despite it being near the time of the Passover, the people chose to follow him. You know, during the time of the Passover, everyone's expected to go to Jerusalem, which is to the south. Instead, Jesus was on the northern edge of the Sea of Galilee. So they decided to follow him around it because they saw him getting into a boat to cross. Now, nine miles on foot is kind of like going from here past San Pedro on foot. That's something we normally wouldn't want to do ourselves. But they did that because the people were seeking Jesus, hoping that he might fill this hole that he, they felt in their hearts. But also because, as the gospel said, they had seen how he, the signs he had performed on those who were sick. And I, many of them were probably hoping that he might do the same for them. Now, upon arriving, Jesus saw the crowd approaching. And like the good shepherd he is, he had compassion on them. And he turned to his disciples to ask, were they they meaning Jesus and his disciples could go to buy them food. And that's important to notice in this gospel. It wasn't the disciples asking Jesus. Jesus was asking them. He was taking the action because he saw his people coming to them. Now, pragmatically, Philip tells Jesus that this is going to take more than seven months worth of income just to give everybody a tiny little piece of food. Now, the gospel tells us there was 5,000 people. I don't know about you, but when I go anywhere, I always bring my wife and my kids, and now my grandkids with me. So if the men had done the same thing there, there was a lot more than 5,000 people there. So Andrew comes up and says, you know, there's a little boy here. He's got five barley loaves and two fish, but what good is that? How are we going to feed so many people? So he despaired. Now John says that Jesus had asked Philip where he could go to buy food to test him. Now, the word test in Greek, I think I want to pronounce it right, I don't know, is parazo, which roughly means to prove. I don't know about you, but when I hear the word test, I kind of break out in a little bit of a sweat inside because I think, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail this thing, right? But that's not what Jesus is doing here. Instead, he's giving his disciples the possibility to behave how he behaves. It's not a pass-fail proposition, but a chance to reflect the image of their master in the response, but they miss this opportunity by focusing on what they could do or couldn't do in caring for the people. And they focus on their ability instead of focusing on Jesus' ability. Just imagine how joyful Jesus would have been if Philip had said to him, Lord, there is no way that we can feed these people, but I sure bet you could, right? So there are two groups present with Jesus that day. There's a group that's seeking him, and then there's a group that's already following him. Now Jesus, had the apostles had been, or disciples had been with Jesus since the very beginning, so they'd heard and seen his actions. 
And so you would think they would already be behaving like him. Now, this whole scene of people coming to seek Jesus for healing reminds me of a movie my wife and I just watched a few weeks ago. She always picks all the really good movies. And this one was called The Girl Who Believes in Miracles. And in this movie, this young girl, about 11 years old, is at a lake fishing with her brother and his girlfriend. And she sees this dead bird lying near the edge of the water, and she picks it up. And looking across the lake, she sees Jesus above the water. And so she prays and says, Lord, you know, please heal this bird. Suddenly there's this gust of wind that blows over her and the bird, and suddenly the bird gets up and flies off. Now her brother and his girlfriend see this, and immediately they go into rationalization mode. The bird wasn't dead, it was just asleep, maybe it's sick, you know, it got better and it flew off. But the grand, the daughter, the young girl went home and told her grandfather the story, and he believed her. And during the movie, other situations like that occur, to the point that in front of her house one day, there's a large group of people, some who are crippled, some who are blind, and even one girl who's battling cancer. And they come to her and they ask her to pray for them and hope that they would be healed. You know, similar to this movie, that's what we hear going on in today's gospel. Jesus, however, has a deeper truth that he wants to reveal to them. See, in this, in this miracle of the bread and the fish, he's inviting them to understand his heart, a heart that is abundantly providing for people's needs, those who are seeking him, as well as those who are following him. And this truth he's going to reveal more and more in the coming weeks as we continue further in John's gospel. So back in the gospel, it says, he took five loaves of bread and two small fish. He prayed and he broke them, kind of like we see here today during the consecration. But what's really important is Jesus himself, not the disciples, Jesus distributes this food to the people. We see the good shepherd caring for his sheep. Now you'd think the people would have recognized this great miracle especially since they would have known what we heard today in the first reading of the prophet Elisha, where God gave 20 loaves of bread to feed 100 people. Now, I don't know about you, I can kind of picture five loaves of bread being divided up for 100 people, couldn't you? I mean, five slices out of each loaf, you know, there you go, 20 loaves of bread. Um, but in the gospel, it was more than 5,000, probably 10,000 even, and it was just five loaves and two fish. So they would have seen this and realized, you would think, that a wonderful miracle had occurred. A great abundance of God was being shown to them. And you know what? They did, because the gospel tells us that they had said that this is the great prophet, the messianic prophet who is expected to come and liberate the people. So they wanted to take him off and make him king. In John's gospel, words and events have deeper meanings than what is normally understood. And this miracle performed by Jesus was meant to open the door to the deeper meaning of what he would teach them about himself in the readings that are coming up. It was meant to draw people closer to him so that they might come to know him and put their trust in him. And it was meant to show to the disciples their need to move past relying on their own abilities and to come fully trusting and relying on Jesus' ability. So 
what do these readings have to say to us today? And I think two things. First, we need to ask ourselves, how do I see Jesus? How do we see Jesus? Is he like for that crowd that day, someone from whom we hope to obtain something when we're in trouble or ill? If so, that's really okay. And I encourage everyone to come to Jesus, lay their troubles at his feet because he desires to abundantly provide for everyone. Or are we like his disciples that day, walking with him, but maybe relying on ourselves too often instead of relying on him more fully? If that's the case, then we need to refocus our attention on Jesus and trust that he'll abundantly feed us as he's going to today when we receive the Eucharist. Today's gospel is an invitation to reflect and ask ourselves individually, why do I come to Mass each weekend and receive the Eucharist? Is it because I'm like that first group? I'm seeking the Lord? And so, come, be fed. Or do I come so I can be fully changed by receiving him that, like his disciples, I may come to know him and trust him fully so that I can become more like him, so that I, too, all of us, can leave here after the Mass and go out into the world and invite people that don't know him to come here and encounter our Eucharistic Lord. That is what Jesus today in these coming weeks is inviting all of us into. He's inviting us to recognize him as our Eucharistic Lord, to be healed and to be fed by him so that becoming like him, we can go out into the world and bring the world back. I'd like to share with you a simple prayer that I often pray in which I invite you also to pray. Jesus, make my heart like yours.